Welcome back, everybody, to the Not Tuesday Show. My name is James Chen with, once again, my beautiful co-host, Nathan. Um, hi. We just finished going over the new footage of Marissa, Manon, JP, DJ, uh, Hulsam and Donda. Hulsam and Donda just uh, now... Um, uh, and if you guys want to catch that, check out youtube.com slash TV. Uh, it should be uploaded there. Uh, but now we're just going to talk about Street Fighter 6 Beta here. Street Fighter 6 Beta. Just want to talk about my thoughts and how much I enjoyed it and, and just, uh, you know, what I think about the game so far. And, uh, I mean, honestly, the, the best way to describe how I feel about the Street Fighter 6 beta right now is that I want more. Give it back, Capcom. Turn it back on so I can play some more. Because honestly, uh, I am loving the hell out of the game right now. I am enjoying it so, so much. And I'm having such a fun time. And, you know... One of the things that, you know, for those people who are wondering, you know, who are either coming from Street Fighter V or who are players who didn't like Street Fighter V, I think there's a lot for everybody in this game. And I think this is the most important thing to talk about with this game is that I think it appeals to the old school players and will appeal to a lot of the Street Fighter V players as well. As well. However, there is always going to be a problem. There's always going to be one major problem. And what is that major problem? The major problem is the fact that if Street Fighter 5 was your first fighting game, you're not going to like Street Fighter 6, right? Unless you are some weirdly, strangely, very, very open to change kind of person, almost everybody hates it when a fighting game changes. <laughs> everybody hates it when a fighting game changes. Everyone who loved Street Fighter 4 hated Street Fighter 5. Everyone who loved Street Fighter 3 hated Street Fighter 4. Everybody who loved Street Fighter Alpha hated Street Fighter 3, even though they were about kind of around the same time, etc., etc. A lot of the hardcore Street Fighter 5 players are not going to like Street Fighter 6. However, Street Fighter 6 does have enough that's similar to Street Fighter 5 that I think that there is a lot of chance for super hardcore, I only learned fighting games from Street Fighter 5 players to still enjoy Street Fighter 6 because a lot of the same concepts are there, like the uh, frame data, the importance of frame data, the concept of turns, etc., etc. And uh, that's good. I mean, I have a lot of people in the chat right now saying that they started with 5, uh, and they still really enjoyed six. So I'm really, really happy about that. And, you know, that kind of goes with my uh, general uh, initial opinion that I feel like it has enough to appeal to a lot of the different Street Fighter audiences out there. And I think that that's really, really cool. And, and I'm so excited for the game. Now, uh, if you're wondering, you know, which Street Fighter does it play like? Again, you know, Vi said it on Twitter. A lot of us veterans will say it all the time. It don't can't compare it to the past, right? Street Fighter. The beautiful thing about Street Fighter is that it changes every single game, every single series. It's a different game, and that's what makes Street Fighter special, right? To this day, we're still playing Super Turbo. We're still playing Third Strike. People are playing Alpha 2 and Alpha 3. 
There's obvious loot. If you go online and ranked, you'll find matches in Street Fighter 4. I think Street Fighter 4 currently, I feel like sometimes has more people on ranked than some of the modern games that just came out recently, honestly. <laughs> like, there's a lot of people who still love Street Fighter 4. I see a lot of the old Wednesday Night Fights crews oftentimes in Facebook just being having Street Fighter 4 old school gatherings, dude. And yeah, when Street Fighter 6 becomes the big game, people are going to be playing... Uh, Street Fighter V still. And that's the beautiful thing. So which game does it play like? It plays like its own game, honestly. Uh, but what's good about it is that, like I said, it kind of covers a lot of different feels from a lot of the different games. So like I said, most of the pushback in this game is pretty far. Street Fighter V was a very point-blank game, right? You know, you block Laura's light elbow, she's right next to you. You get hit by Laura's light elbow... <laughs> She's right next to you. You know, Cody, EX Zonk, you block you right next. It's like everybody, lots of things leave you right next to people at minus two or plus two intentionally. That's the way the game is designed. Interestingly enough, in Street Fighter V, there's a lot more pushback. Throws have a lot more range in this game, so it's harder to shimmy people, which already makes it very different from Street Fighter V. But like I said, pushback is kind of far, except if you do drive rush. If you do drive rush, your momentum keeps you next to the opponent, and not only that, drive Rush now lets you play Street Fighter V. So if you're an avid Street Fighter V player and you like the Street Fighter RPS close-up mix-up, you may resort to Drive Rushes more often because that puts you in those plus frames and right next to the opponent, right? You, you get to play that. But if you're more of an old-school kind of player, you're going to play this farther-range footsie kind of game with a little bit more pushback and just try to get in and, and beat them on fundamental footsies and whiff punishes and walking forward and poking and stuff like that because all your moves are actually minus most of the time except for um, the drive rush move. So a lot of people who didn't like memorizing all the frame data, like, God, I don't want to memorize all this frame data of what's plus or what's minus. Da, 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 da. You don't have to worry about that. If you're playing street fighter six, cause for the most part, it's always minus every character has like one middle button that is plus on block, like one medium button. As far as I can tell, every character that I tried in that beta had only one plus move on block that was a medium button. And that's all you ever had to memorize. And most of the time, too, keep in mind as well that that move was usually plus one or not even plus two. And, of course, the magic number in this game is four. So uh, at being at plus one, even throws weren't guaranteed at that point in time, you know, because plus one throw would then be four frames, but you would still lose to a jab because I think, Attacks beat out throws on the same frames. Don't quote me on that one. That's something I probably should have researched. <laughs> but for the most part, if you are a Street Fighter V frame data head, you'll you'll understand that interplay. Like that interplay will make sense to you. I'm mostly minus. So it's not my turn, but if I drive rush, I'm plus. So if I do a move that's minus, I can drive rush, cancel it into another move. Now I'm plus. Now I get to play Street Fighter V. If you're a person who doesn't like to study frame data, you're like, most moves I can push buttons afterwards, except when they glow green. <laughs> and that's that's like basically that's it, right? Like that's, that's really easy. Are there any cancelable buttons in Street Fighter VI that are plus? It's a really good question. I didn't try. Like, I think Chun-Li's close medium punch was cancelable. 
I don't know. That's a really interesting question. I have to look. I'll have to look about that. But then, you know, you ask, then, okay, well, then if all of your buttons are negative, every time your opponent blocks your attack, doesn't that mean they always get to move? And doesn't that just kind of make it boring? So that's what lights are for. So lights are going to be very, very important. You're going to have one light button that's chainable into itself, right? So even though, for example, I use Kimberly, her crouching light punch is minus on block. But because it chains into itself, it can actually beat counter pokes, right? Because you're not letting the whole move recover to be minus and then punching. You're punching, but then you're canceling the recovery into another punch. So if you think your opponent is going to mash on buttons, you do light, 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 and then you hit them in between your lights because that's a true frame trap. So that's where most of the frame traps come from. So in other words, it's not about memorizing everybody's normal, what's a frame trap, what's not a frame trap. Now, obviously, you're going to have to get used to a few things like Kimberly's running somersault kick looks hella negative. It's plus one right? Luke, when he does the little lungy punch, he's plus. Why is he plus on that? Why? Why? But you'll have to memorize a few things. Uh, the cancel windows on normal, Star Ocean asks, is very, very short. There will be no more single hit confirms in this game. No more crouching medium kick fish into something. Because like the cancel window is generally 13 frames, I think they said. And uh, the only way you could hit, like, hit confirmable was 17 frames or 16 frame window in Street Fighter V. And in Street Fighter VI, they've mostly turned it into 13 frame window cancels so that basically there's no single hit confirms in this game. Which, I mean, to be honest with you, for me, I'm happy because I can't do single hit confirms. But uh, I know it's going to be frustrating for a lot of other people. But they've definitely lowered it, so I think they kind of wanted to take away that aspect uh, from Street Fighter V, the single hit confirms. Um, but basically, if you want to play a footsie game, you can. The game is very footsie-oriented. Buttons reach so far. I got hit by so many crouching medium kicks during the beta because every time I played, I would do button, button, and walk backwards because in Street Fighter V, nobody could hit you there, and then I would walk away from throws. I got hit by like 7,000 crouching medium kicks in the beta because I walked backwards because I'm so used to Street Fighter V. And I just got slaughtered, like crouch, medium kick, drive rush into dead. You know, people killed me so badly because I had my Street Fighter V habits. So I'm going to have to get used to crouch blocking a little bit longer because you're you're at ranges that you can definitely be caught. Chun-Li's crouching medium kick goes so far. It goes so far. Ryu's crouching medium kick goes so far. It's ridiculous. Like, I love the fact that buttons have crazy, crazy range in this game. And, uh, for example, like, Kimberly has stubby buttons. She has one long-range move, and that's her crouch heavy kick. Her crouch heavy kick, as it turns out, seems to be her anti-neutral jump move. <laughs> like, can you imagine that? Can you imagine any button in Street Fighter V being an anti-neutral jump move that was a low attack? Like, Kimberly's best way to punish someone neutral jumping is to sweep them when they land at max distance because most neutral jump attacks can't reach it. 
Like that's how far her sweep goes. And it's glorious to have these long range buttons. So if you want to play footsies, dude, you play some Chun, you play some Ryu, you play some Jury, you're hitting from mad far away and it's scary and it's glorious too. So, you know, if you don't want to play the close up game of Street Fighter V, you can play this pure footsie game. Guile's crouching medium kick even slides him forward. He even moves forward a little bit. Yeah, and, and uh, most characters can confirm three lights. So Abstract Logic says, I noticed that Street Fighter 3, Crouch Light, Crouch Light, Crouch Light is back on Shoto's. Yeah, most characters can actually chain three of the lights, whereas in Street Fighter 5, they tried to make sure that it was only two for the most part. So um, I actually, th oh yeah, Drive Rush and a Crouch Heavy Punch. Uh, with Kimberly, that would work really well now that you mention it, Tiny Tex. I'm going to think about that. <laughs> it only gives her a juggle state if it's a counter hit. If it's a punish counter or just a regular clean hit, they land on their feet. But you can run cancel it and do a left-right mix-up if that's the case. So that actually is really, really good. But again, the range on the buttons are really, really good. Really, really good. And, uh, you know... The best thing about the game right now, I think David put it in a really good way too, is that the system mechanics do not favor any archetype, yet every archetype can use the mechanics in really interesting and creative ways. So let's talk about the drive meter, right? Let's talk about the drive gauge a little bit more now that we've had a second beta to play with it. Dude, I love the drive gauge. I love everything about it. I love burnout. Like, I like the whole concept of it being this resource management battle and I, and, and, I, and I really, really like that, that you have to be careful about how you use the EXs in conjunction with the drive rush, including the drive rush cancel. Because again, drive rush canceling is really strong because every single one of your cancelable pokes now turns into plus frames, right? If I'm Ryu and I'm crouching meeting kip drive rush cancel, even if you block it, I do another button so I do crouching medium kick into my medium button that's confirmable, and then I hit you with it. If you block it, I'm still plus, so I still have a mix-up. It's really powerful, but it costs three bars. So for people who are drive rush canceling and they fail and it gets blocked, they've just lost half their meter. They have to be really careful now. Now if they do an EX, they've got one block left, right? So there's a lot of really smart stuff. And, you know, when I first saw Burnout, I was wondering if Burnout was going to be one of those mechanics that we would all honestly never see because people would just play too carefully but one burnout happens a lot dude burnout happens a lot like people are burning themselves out all over the place now obviously it may change as time goes on and we'll be smarter about it but at the same time i feel like it's kind of necessary and then obviously when you're low you can force someone into burnout by making them block because the drive gauge is also your guard meter at the exact same time but the other interesting thing is that burnout, while it does suck, you can fight in burnout. Like, there's a lot of times I burned out and I just played super defensively and I was able to stay away and gain the meter back. Like, you're not, like, completely dead. However, it still sucks. And that's good. Because if burnout didn't suck, then drive meter management wouldn't matter. But the fact that when you're burned out and you can get drive impacted in the corner and die is a good thing. I like that because you're supposed to suck when you're exhausted, when you're in, uh, when you're in uh, burnout. 
Like you're supposed to suck in burnout. And I think that's really important. And I think they hit a really interesting and careful balance in that, like losing access to all your drive moves and then being very susceptible to drive impacts in the corner is uh, really, really nice, honestly. And and I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Uh, I loved burning out with a big combo because you get them to do one of two things. Then they try hard to be aggressive and screw themselves or get you into the corner or they will turtle once they see that you aren't scared. Yeah, it's like I said, what's what's really cool about it is it's created a lot of different play styles. Like if you watch Knuckledoo and Graham Wolf play uh, in some of the tournaments this past weekend, they played completely different. Graham Wolf was all about Sonic Boom in the drive rush. Knuckle Dude just played Guile. He was like, I'm just going to sit back and toss Sonic Booms all day and have EX Flash Kicks and EX Booms available to me. And so the, the, the way that the meter usage is going to change how people play is really exciting. If that pans out, like let's just say Knuckle Dude never really finds Sonic Boom in the drive rush as useful as Graham Wolf did. If they both end up playing Guiles the way that they play, they're going to be two completely unique styles of Guile. And we'll be able to tell the difference just by watching them play. And I think that's really, really cool. I'm really, really happy about that. I mean, to be honest with you, Shogundo, I wouldn't mind if they only had perfect parry in in burnout state. Because it's a one frame. Perfect parry is obviously gives you a big punish and all this stuff. But it's a one to two frame. It's a two frame window to get a perfect parry. Very hard. So keep in mind, parries in Street Fighter 3 were like 13 frames, I think. And so perfect parries are really, really hard to do. So it'd just be really funny if they just gave that to you as a last second ditch attempt. Kind of like how in Metroid Dread, when you got caught by one of the machines, you still had the, you know, complete random chance that you might be able to survive by hitting a button at just the right time in this tiny little whatever three frame window or whatever like that. Like if they gave that to you in Burnout, that would actually be funny. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Parry for your life. And yeah, and if anybody did it, dude, that'd be sick. I'm actually going to suggest that now. I'm actually going to suggest that. And if you miss, you go into the drive parry animation, but you're like totally vulnerable. Like you can't actually block. You just sit there and die so it's basically like it's like uh it's like samurai showdown when you grab the weapons when you're swordless you know it's just like you're you're just badass if you get it (laughs) oh man i think that i think that that would be a cool idea uh wait which mechanic did you hate abstract logic uh if it's consistent cool but if not which which one was the non-consistent one uh out there uh, but yeah, I mean, see, fighting back with the super is important. Like, oh yeah, the EMI thing, yeah, the Emmy thing. Oh, I hated that. I I did not enjoy it all that much <laughs> from Dread either. But every time I did manage to survive, boy, did I feel like a boss, dude. Boy, did I feel like a boss. Uh, so far, uh, both of them haven't been used much, Prowler PX. So the parry or the drive reversal, they both weren't used very often. The people who were using the drive reversal were the people who were good at V reversals in Street Fighter V. They knew how to control the flow of the match with it. And that was always, every time I saw it, I was like, oh, genius, smart, smart. But, uh, parry, we quite haven't figured it out yet, but parry's going to become important. You know, I talked about the pushback. So let's talk about the parry mechanic. Parry mechanic, very, very underdeveloped. Very, very, very underdeveloped. Okay. So here's a great example here. One of the things that we didn't realize 
I mean, well, we did realize, but we haven't taken advantage of, is that parries kill pushback. So in other words, if you parry a move and you block it, the frame data is the same, but you don't go anywhere. And this is really important because there are certain moves out there that seem really good. Jamie has that little lungy punch thing that he comes out you and does the whole like thwack like this, where he comes at you and goes thwack like this. It's minus six on block and he pushes you out of range. If he disses it right, he pushes you out of range where you can't really punish him. A lot of Jamie's tossed that out in neutral. They were just like, whoop, let's just throw it out. Let's just throw it out. Let's just throw it out. And a lot of times people get hit by it. And if you blocked it, you couldn't punish it. If you parry it, you don't go anywhere and he's minus six. Kimberly can punish with strong, fierce in the combo. And we just have to get used to the idea of how and when to use parries. And we just, we're not there yet, right? We haven't quite figured out how to use the parry mechanic properly yet. And uh, I think uh, once we get better at the game, once we have more time with it, parry is going to become very, very important in the game. I think it's very, very... <laughs> playing Mike Tyson's punch out in burnout mode where you lose all your stars. Dun, 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 dun. Now I'm just going to sit there and have it so that when you get boom, ding, ding, ding. Anyways, oh God, I played too much of Mike Tyson's punch out a long time ago. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think parries are going to be a lot stronger than we realize right now. Actually, I think most people probably realize parries are going to be strong. We just haven't quite figured it out how to work it into our game just yet. So uh, I think we're actually going to see a lot more parries as time goes on. Um Obviously, let's talk about the drive impact, right? Let's, this is the elephant in the room here. I know the last beta, I talked about this on the stream that, you know, I, I didn't like drive. I still don't like drive impact. But again, I'm kind of biased because I suck at countering drive. Dude, I'm so bad at countering drive impact. I'm like literally the worst. Team. The only way I can counter a drive impact is if my fingers are floating above heavy punch and heavy kick and I ignore everything else. Mental stack, okay? I basically have to facilitate all of my mental stack to drive impact. I'm already bad at anti-airing. I'm the kind of person that'd be like, he's going to jump, he's going to jump. They jump and then I block. I'm always like, no, don't block. And now it's worse even for drive impact. I'm like, all right, all right. He's going to drive impact. He's drive impact. Block, James. Block. No, what am I doing? And then I just basically died. So some people had great reaction. Like I would fight other people. Like I fought nephew. I don't think I drive impacted him once, dude. Like that guy was just like drive him. Oh, yeah, counter, whatever. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. So uh, drive impacts, like, like I want to nerf it, but at the same time, state minus 200. Really, James? Are you going to be that guy? Are you going to be that guy that is just sitting there and trying to nerf a mechanic after two betas? Like, really? But if I were to nerf it, what would I do? My idea would be to make it so that... But see, the problem with this idea, there is a very, very big negative to my idea. But remember how in Street Fighter Cross Tekken, if you charged up a special move and then dash canceled it, your next move would be a counter hit automatically? I kind of think that that would be a neat idea. What if you actually drive 
impacted someone in the corner. And if they bounced off the wall, they get put into a state where the next thing that hits them is a punish counter. Whether they block anything or not. <laughs> Whether they block anything or not. But then after you bounce off the wall, you're minus two, so the opponent has an advantage. And getting thrown as a punish counter is scary, right? Like, you lose like 1,800 damage if you get thrown while you're, well, when it's a punish counter. So you can't even take the throw, right? It'll still hurt a lot. And then not only that, on the offensive side, now that you know the next attack you're going to do is going to be a counter hit, you can fish for some of the... Uh, you know, combos that aren't possible. Like, there's some combos that only work as punish counters or drive rush moves, and now you can just sit there and in neutral fish for those combos. Like, for for Kim, you could just do fierce into the teleport thing or fierce into the sky teleport thing, and you know, I think that would be cool. I think that would be cool. Uh, yeah, actually, Tetsuya, that would be a good one, too. If DI could also be light kick medium punch would be a really good change. It's a really good idea. Like in the control scheme, there should be an option to turn that on. There should be an option to turn that on. Like that should just be part of button config, uh, honestly. But again, uh, it's hard to say if drive impacts are gonna be crazy. Now, I do feel like there's gonna be a certain sect of human beings that I am in if you look at the Venn diagram, that are going to get owned by drive impacts for the life of the game. I am just going to die to drive impacts pretty much for the entire life of the game. Like, I just, my reactions are really, really bad. I have a really horrible deer in headlights problem that whenever something comes at me, my instant reaction to be is as defensive as possible. So, it's not a good thing. <laughs> Right, and exactly. Top eights, uh, a lot of them, you couldn't use them because every time they did, someone would just basically murder you for it. So again, I, I do suspect that it won't be that effective, but again, I think it also just depends on the human, and I think some humans are just going to not be able to counter it very well. Focus attacks were very similar. So in neutral, I didn't mind it so much, right? In neutral, it was whatever because focus attacks were like that in Street Fighter 4. If you knew which move to absorb, you could murder it. But in this game, you actually even have a better chance of surviving that because you could just cancel into your own drive impact if you're using a cancelable move. So in the end, it's still not as good as focus attack was back then. Um... But <laughs> DIs will have an impact. Ha! Ha ha! But it'll be really, really interesting to see how that works. Now, Exilium, what do you mean by a one-box drive reversal? I don't know what that mean. What you mean. Drive reversals only costing one block instead of two, basically? Is that what you mean? But, uh, again, it's too early to say anything about drive impacts. It's just too early, but... I'm scared, you know, I do have a fear that it might end up being like uh, Reversal Edges in Soul Calibur, but Reversal Edges also, you know, killed momentum, and nobody felt good whenever a Reversal Edge connected, because now you had to play the stupid RPS, whereas even me, who hated Drive uh, drive Impacts, whenever I bounced someone in the corner, I was like, yeah, free combo time, let's go, you know, so like, I still enjoyed it, you know, I actually didn't, I still got a good feeling out of it at least, right? So it's not like, yeah, Drive Impact in the corner, now let's play this RPS game that kills the whole momentum of the match, and I could still take damage from it. So basically, it's like, no matter if I use the Reversal Edge or or if I got hit by it, I hated it. 
I hated, hated, hated Reversal Edge. So obviously DIs aren't going to be as bad as Reversal Edges uh, by any uh, stretch of the imagination. But I still think that they're really, really, really powerful. Uh, dude, if there was a dash button like Guilty Gear Strive, it'd be nice. And again, I had trouble canceling moves into drive rushes and stuff like that. But I tested it in Street Fighter V. Dash input is the exact same in both games. So I don't know why hitting a button and then dashing makes me mess up my dashes so much. Whereas where I'm in neutral, my dash comes out every single time. I don't know why when I hit the two medium buttons and I try to dash or if I hit a button into dash, my dash becomes that much sloppier all of a sudden. So I just have to get good <laughs> at my inputs. And uh, we, we, we'll see how it goes from there. So... Less scaling on perfect parry. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like, I feel like the scaling should have been there on the drive impacts and not the perfect parries because the perfect parries are really hard to land and the drive impacts are a little easier to land. <laughs> I almost would have liked it if the scaling was the... the they swapped the two, uh, honestly. But that's the nice thing, though, is that there are a lot of good defensive options in the game, right? I don't think it's really as bad as a lot of people are, are scared of. I think the defensive options are pretty strong in this game so far. So, um, yeah, that's the thing is, am I going to have to learn how to hit it with my pinky? Is that something that I'm going to have to do? Uh, I tried, but I've never used my pinky in a fighting game. So it's really, really hard for me to do that on stick really hard for me to get used to using my pinky uh, I have no muscle memory from that because I've never used my pinky on any buttons I always move my hand back and forth I mean even when I type I don't touch type man I don't touch type I type wherever my hands move back and forth all over the place right uh like, I don't do it as much as I used to, but before, like, when I used to type the word that, I would actually use two hands for the T. I would actually go T-H-A-T, T-H-A-T, because I could just back and forth, back and forth. So, like, I don't touch type properly. My hand moves where it needs to go, but for some reason, moving my hand all the way to the right to input drive impact or hit the three punch buttons just is not something my brain is comfortable making me do. It's really, really weird. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really bad at that. <laughs> but, again, should we nerf drive impacts or should we see how it's going to go, right? Obviously, it's a big point of discussion. A lot of people talking about it. A lot of people being very negative about it as well. I wouldn't be surprised if Capcom slowed it down by like two frames or so. They did say that this Beta 2 intentionally was designed with no changes, uh, there was a few things that made it so that like level ones were no longer projectile invul and uh, perfect parries against projectiles and stuff like that behaved a little differently. There was a couple of changes, but I think that they had no intention of really changing that much right now. And yeah, let it rock for now. So uh, I think that I think that would work pretty well. Uh, yeah, exactly. Everyone complained about Crusader in the DNF dual beta. Yeah, I mean, Crusader was still good, but he clearly was no Swift Master. Let's put it that way. So, yeah, it's just going to take time. A lot of um, mental preparation and mental adjustments. It's just nothing that was ever in my head. Just never thought about drive impact at any point in time, but. That's a problem that I have. It's the reason why I can't anti-air either because, and I wonder if it has to do with a little bit of my ADHD, is that I can't, I can't, my mental stack sucks. 
like, you know how most people can mental stack like, you know, okay, 40% on ground game, 30% on jump and, you know, 30% on poking. For me, it's like the minimum I can put for anything is 80%. (laughs) And so that's why, like, as soon as I look for anti-air, my ground game goes to shit. As soon as I try to play the ground game, my anti-air goes to shit. I have this weird ADHD thing where it's hyper-focus on one thing and then ignore everything else. I always wonder if I do take ADHD meds, will all of a sudden I get really better at fighting games? Will I be able to anti-air better if I take ADHD meds? Something I've really, really thought about, to be honest with you. So, a couple of other things that are really important too, like Street Fighter V, for example, you know, the knockdowns, there was the back roll and the quick rise, and those were five frame different timings. Uh, please note that in Street Fighter VI, both of the wake-ups are the exact same frame data. So you'll never, ever have to adjust your meaty. If you have a frame kill that works on one, it works on both. If you put them in the corner, anytime you get knocked down, that is the exact same time. If they quick rise or if they roll back, it's the same goddamn thing. <laughs> it's the exact same frame data. It's the exact same situation. There is no change at all. So keep that in mind about uh, knockdowns in this game. They wanted to take away that little weird mix-up. Uh, now back roll is just for building distance. So in the middle of the screen, if you ever get forward thrown, here's another thing too. Throw loops are real in this game. A lot of characters have a way to throw you and then advance forward and be plus. Kimberly can literally throw you in dash and she's plus three. So if you wake up with your fastest four frame button, she can throw you until you die. So she'll throw you dash throw, dash throw, dash throw, dash throw until you die. So throws are scary in this game, especially in the corner. So if you're mid screen and you do quick rise, she can dash up and be plus three in your face. So if you get thrown in the middle of the screen, please back roll. <laughs> and, and also, honestly, doing uh, in-place rise is really hard because you have to make sure you don't hit any buttons or do anything. You just have to fall down and, like, don't do anything. Like, you can't press certain buttons to choose to get up in place. It's a really weird decision. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, uh, Soviet data just asked, hit a button when you land, you roll backwards, do absolutely nothing, you get up in place. That's basically what it is. Uh, And we shouldn't call it quick rise and roll back. We should just call it rise and roll back is probably the best way to describe it. Also, throw range is very, very large. So shimmying people is hard. I tried to shimmy people and I've gotten thrown so many times. I'm like, walk up, walk back. And then I just got tossed. Throw range is a lot farther in this game. And I like it. I, I like that throw range is a lot farther. So again, you know, it is very different than five. So if you really didn't like the Street Fighter Five RPS of the attack throw shimmy, it's a very different thing. But if you did like it, you can still implement Implemented. Did I shimmy people? Oh yeah, I shimmied people a hell of a lot. Was I still frame trapping? Yeah, not with strong into strong, but I was frame trapping with jab into jab all day. You know, there's a lot of similar concepts. You can take how you played Street Fighter V and still succeed in Street Fighter VI. You can take how you played in OG Street Fighters and still succeed in Street Fighter VI. That's what makes me happy right now. I'm really appreciating that fact right there. So... Uh, throws are scary though. If you don't like throws, like I had somebody ask me, uh, on Twitter, like are throws, I thought throws were too powerful in five. 
how are they in six? And I'm like, they're scarier. <laughs> like, throws are absolutely terrifying in six. I mean, sometimes punishing something with a throw is actually kind of worth it. Because like I said, if you punish counter somebody with a throw, they can't back roll. So let's just say like you DP and you whiff a DP. I can throw you and then dash up and get my plus three mix up mid screen because you can't back roll anymore. So there's like, actually, it's scary. Like throws are good in this game. They're five frames. They're just as fast as they were in five. They're like at least twice the, the range as they were in five. And on punish counter, throws hurt. Like if I remember, a throw did like 800 damage and then a punish throw was like 1800 or something like that. Dude, it was crazy. It was crazy damage, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the Chicago punish. The throw punish. <coughs> the Chicago punish, man. Dude, if dude, SPD punish counters. Oh my god. I didn't even think about that. Ooh, now I'm really excited for Zangief. Ooh, I'm really excited for Zangief. Uh but yeah, corner is terrifying. <laughs> Every time I got put in the corner, like, I thought it was bad when I was using Lucia in 5. Dude, being in the corner in Street Fighter 5 feels like a walk in the park right now. Because in this game, I was just getting my ass beat all day every time I got put in the corner, dude. It was scary. It was terrifying, dude. Yeah, Chun has the wall jump. The only thing I could do with, uh... With uh, Kimberly was I would try to hit you with a stand medium kick to push you away so I can do her towards heavy kick and try to jump over you and get out of the corner. But man, oh God, that towards heavy kick move is so useless. They need to make that move better, please. Although a lot of people out there are going to look at me and be like, you want above Kimberly? Because a lot of people thought Kimberly was the devil. And look, if you use, I'll talk about the characters in a little bit more, but I We'll, I'll, I'll save Kimberly talk for just a little bit later. Actually, unless people... Is there any other system stuff that you guys want to ask me about the game? About how it varies from other games? Uh, anything else before I just go over the characters? Um, Dalsum, just teleport out of there maybe, yeah. Lino uh, long jump? I don't think it's necessary, to be honest with you. Drive reversal is very useful. It's slow, it's slow, and very punishable on block, but there are some moves where it's going to be kind of guaranteed, right? And so I think it'll actually be pretty useful in the end, uh, just like V-reversals. You'll know which moves are V-reversal, and you can get yourself out of there. Now, the important thing is there aren't very many Unga moves uh, in this game. So someone asked me, how many Unga moves are there in this game? And by Unga move... You know, if you aren't familiar with fighting game tech, tech, uh, you know, terminology, unga, you know, caveman, unga, unga, bunga. The term came from Leo in Exerd. <laughs> he was the first character to really be labeled with unga, bunga. And now there's unga moves. And those are the moves that are like just Hail Mary moves that are plus two on block. Not a lot of them from the eight characters that we saw. Clo yeah, drive rush into low is probably the closest thing. The second one is probably Ken Leaping Kick. Ken Leaping Kick is terrifying, dude. Oh my god. Like, I, I wouldn't mind if they made Ken Leaping Kick push back a little bit more so he was not in throw range afterwards. 
like have it be plus but don't let them throw you i think is is really really nice really really it would be would be nice because he's really really scary right now um but yeah drive rush is the closest thing to unga but there was a lot of people out there that got really used to seeing the green flash and they would immediately throw out a move and whenever you drive rush you just run into it because there's still enough startup on the drive rush into attack that if you're fast reacting enough you can actually outpoke them first I fought, like, once I fought players like Nephew and stuff, like, I couldn't even raw drive rush them, which is crazy because he could distinguish drive rush from DI and stop both of them. Or he would just throw out a cancelable move, and if it was a DI, then he would just cancel into the DI. So he didn't care if it was a rush or a DI, because if it was a rush, he would just interrupt you. But if it was a DI, then he would cancel into a DI. Regardless, dude, like, Drive rush, raw drive rush is not as powerful as it looks. Like raw drive rush into overhead or low is scary, but it's still not as good because people out there were getting really, really good at blocking it and countering it. And yeah, I mean, red and green are pretty different colors. Don't tell that to colorblind people. <laughs> Yamisaru, don't tell that to anybody who's colorblind because red and green are the exact same color. <laughs> are the exact same color for colorblind people. <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> hopefully they can tell the difference between the animations and stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, system-wise. Uh, so again, the, the, the strict inputs, Exilion, uh, I, I found out that Dash is the same. In Street Fighter 5, I don't know why in Street Fighter 6 it feels harder for me to do, to cancel stuff. So I, I don't know if the inputs are actually stricter or not. I actually don't know if they're stricter. Uh, they might actually be the same. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Oh, Super felt harder? I think it's the same. I think it's still the same, actually. Um any case, uh, should I just start talking about the characters? Want me to start talking about the characters here? So let's talk about the characters. Eight characters in the game. Luke and Jamie, Ryu and Ken, Chun and Guile, and then Kim and Jury. Kim and Jury. I sh you know, that's a good way to remember them. So when me and my brother were very young, we memorized everything by putting people into pairs. So we memorized all the Transformers by putting them into pairs. So like, I always remember like for the little mini bots, uh, the mini bots, the first six mini bots, it was always a uh, Bumblebee and Cliff Jumper were paired together for obvious reasons. Braun and Huffer were paired against each other because they were both the trucks. And then there was a uh, wind charger and uh, who was the last uh, mini bot at that time? Wind Charger and, uh, shoot, why can't I remember the last minibot? I'm really sad right now. God, why can't I remember who the last one is? I mentioned Braun already. Gears! Gears! It was Wind Charger and Gears were paired together. So that's how we usually uh, had it together. So uh, that's how I memorize a lot of fighting game characters as well. So actually pairing Kim and Jury makes sense because they were both revealed at EVO at the same time. Uh, so that actually makes a lot of sense here. That actually, I mean, dude, <laughs> you want me to talk Transformers more? For those of you on the podcast you don't who don't realize what I'm doing, I'm showing people my Transformers shirt that I'm literally wearing right now. 
Uh, it's Soundwave with his chest open and Ravage is poking out with his paw. And Soundwave is trying to feed him a little Energon chip. I'm a, someone in the chat said, talk Transformers more, James. I'm a big Transformers fan, so uh, I can always talk about Transformers all day. Yeah, but Chun and Guile have been my pair for my entire life. Chun and Guile have always, Ryu and Ken, Honda Blanca, Dalsam, I mean, uh, Dalsam, Dalsam Zangief, Chun and Guile. Chun and Guile have always been tied together for me. So in this game, that's still how they're going to be. Any case, those are the eight characters in the game. Sorry about that complete sidetrack here uh, as well. Yeah, they, they worked with each other in the anime. They've always been on the same side. They're both going after Bison. Like, you can't not pair them together. Again, uh, I have no interest in Rise of the Beasts just because I've never really cared about Beast Wars as much because I'm just an OG. By the time Transformers, the OG line ended, Generation 1, that's kind of when I stopped paying attention to Transformers uh, a little bit. So, yeah, Geef and Sim have to be paired Hello Kitty because... Zoner Grappler, Zoner Grappler, and they're both in the classic game, right? They're always there. So, and then it was always Phalong and Cammy, and then DJ and T Hawk, Balrog and Vega, Sagat and Bison. That was always the, the pairings that I had uh, in the original game. Um, but uh, for the eight characters in here right now, what are my thoughts on the characters? Uh, let's do the minus 200 day tier list, ladies and gentlemen. Yay! Tier list, baby! Um, basically, Guile is the best character, I think. Guile is hella good. Oh, but I might be biased because I think Guile beat up on Kimberly pretty well. Uh, but a lot of people were saying, like, that even Ryu players were saying they couldn't beat Guile. I think Guile is really strong, especially because they also nerfed anti-projectile stuff, right? So, which is good, because I want projectiles to be meaningful, but as a result, Dial is really strong, and he's really scary in this game. So, so far, I think Dial is really strong. Second strongest character, I always, I felt like was Ken. Like, Ken just had a lot of tools, and he has frame traps, and like I said, he has the leaping kick thing, which is a really, really powerful tool, the most unga move in the game. Fortunately, it doesn't have, like, EX Zonk Knuckle range, but it's still really, really good uh, and gives you plus frames, which a lot of characters don't have, right? So uh, he had that ability to fish with that move and just be in a very, very scary position. From this point, though, I think it's just, like, like, just toss up paper and grab them out of the air because, honestly, everyone felt really, really strong. And again, this is one of those things that's just, like, baffling me and making me so excited for the game because how we never see this. But, like, with the definitive patch, they did such a good job balancing Street Fighter V at the end. Like, I mean, obviously, once the game comes out and we learn it, the balance is going to go completely out of whack. Because not even the developers know how to play Street Fighter VI yet, right? I've always say, if you make a fighting game and you know exactly how it's going to be played while it's released, you made a bad fighting game. 
if you make a fighting game and you watch people play it and you're like, holy shit, I didn't realize you could do that. I never thought about that. You've made a good fighting game. We're going to get to the point where some characters are just obviously going to just skyrocket because we discover some stupid tech from the character and they're going to be really, really strong. Uh, but for the most part, right now from initial read, I feel like, dude, all eight characters were really good. Like I didn't see a lot of Jamie's. So I'm like, yeah, maybe Jamie's not that. No, Jamie's actually really scary. If you find a good Jamie, he's scary, right? Kimberly. I was a Kimberly player. I was thinking she might've been the weakest of the eight characters at first because her range is really bad. The more I used Kimberly and the more I realized how she is just the absolute most snowball character in the world and when she gets you in the corner you just like like every time i've been playing i'll be like god i hate the fact that she has no range this sucks her neutral is bad but i got you in the corner and then you just melted and i'd be like kim is so fun oh my god kim is so fun like dude like seriously like seriously like kimberly is actually really good <laughs> it's really good i'm not gonna lie here okay she's good chun li some people were saying she might be the weakest but i find a couple of really good chun li's i think they're really good jury someone said they were surprised i didn't put jury as number two i didn't run into a lot of juries this time in the second beta but see again jury's really good luke we didn't see a lot of in the first beta i fought enough luke's in the second beta and luke has some like i said that towards heavy punches plus one that is a busted ass tool dude luke was scared scary he was actually one of the scariest characters because he could really convert really well anywhere on the screen because of that the charge up flash knuckle stuff gave him good combos mid-screen corner wherever luke was really really cool so just a kid says luke is is number two behind god see and that's the thing right like you tell me that and i'm like i can see it i totally believe it like, there's nothing in my brain that tells me that Luke couldn't be number two. There's nothing in my brain that tells me Kimberly couldn't be number two. Like, I think it's pretty clear that most people think Guile is the best, right? I think that's just, like, kind of universal at this point. But, you know, Guile's archetype design has always just been that way. Guile has always just been a very strong archetype. So, whatever. That's fine. We'll figure out how to fight him. Whatever. But again... Every character seemed really, really, Ryu was scary as well. And, and like everybody, like I saw somebody talking in the chat, like, man, Jamie versus Guile sucked. And like I said, I saw people saying Ryu versus Guile sucked. And as a Kim player, like I played someone, a Guile in like a 15 game set or something like that. And just like by the 10th game, I just, I couldn't play anymore because fighting Guile is so exhausting. God, fighting Guile is just like, oh. It's like your brain gets so tired after a while because you have to work. You have to concentrate so hard to fight Guile. And it's like, ugh, Chris T would say Ken is greater than Guile. That's why I put Ken at number two, almost exclusively because of Chris T's Ken. Because his Ken looked really ridiculous, dude. His Ken looked really good. So again, like, I think it was like Guile number one, Ken maybe number two, and then just like everybody. <laughs> Just like everybody. And I think that, uh, man, like, I'm really excited about that. If they can keep that up, then I can't wait for Honda, Dalsam, Blanca, uh, DJ, Manon, Marissa, JP, 
Cami, Zangief, Lily. Like, I'm super excited for all that, dude. Like, bring it on, dude. And not only that, too, but they all played so different from each other. Like, Ryu and Ken didn't even feel like I was fighting the same guy. Right? It's just like a complete, like, Kimberly, like, the way I was playing Kim didn't feel anything like the way anybody was playing Jamie or Luke or whatever. It's like, it's just, it's really, really cool. And I'm, like, super excited about that. So, I, I can't, if they if they can keep this up for the, for the life of this game, that every character feels very different. Because, remember, Street Fighter V in Season 1, it really started towards the end kind of narrowing down into character with the corner carry <laughs> into the corner Street Fighter V mix-up dead. Like, a lot of the characters started kind of feeling samey. And by the end of Street Fighter V, they felt a little different. But if they're hitting the ground running in this game, which, by the way, the Mythbusters proved does absolutely nothing. But if you're hitting the ground running, like, I think that makes a big difference. And, like, I can't... Dude, this game... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's one thing that I would fix. <laughs> Star Ocean. Perfect! 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 Yeah, please. Like, if someone ever comes up with a voice mod just for that... I will do it. And I like the idea of giving him Sonic Boom from the original Street Fighter 2 when he throws a perfect Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom! Sonic Boom! Sonic Boom. Because <laughs> the bad Sonic Boom? God, he sounds so depressed. He sounds so depressed when he does the wrong Sonic Boom. He's just like, Sonic Boom. <laughs> Sonic Boom. <gasps> Sonic Boom. Dude, he sounds so depressed. But, like, actually having go Sonic Boom! Sonic Boom! Sonic Boom! That, like, like when you walked into an arcade in the original Street Fighter 2 when Guile was clearly the best character, hmm, what a shock. Uh, when he was the clearly the best character, that's all he heard in the whole entire arcade. Sonic Boom! Sonic Boom! Sonic Boom! Sonic Boom! Sonic Boom! And the other thing that you would hear, elephants. <laughs> Sonic boom! Dude, seriously. <laughs> All you heard in the arcades back in the day. Oh my god. Oh man. But uh yeah, dude, like change it so that he goes Sonic Boom, or at least just make go Sonic Boom! Sonic Boom! Sonic Boom! Sonic Boom! Or Sonic Boom! Or someone even suggested make it so that if he doesn't throw the right one, he just goes, Sonic! Sonic! And then when he throws the perfect one, he goes, Sonic! Boom! Or something like that, you know? Like, you could do it either. Dude, you played ST in Street Fighter Six. That is such a weird statement, but very, very cool that you could say that. <laughs> that you could say that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Tiny Tex, you could change the meter. Just change the refill to standard. If you change the refill to standard, that was it. It was in it was in the parameter settings. It was in the parameter settings. Just go to the parameter settings, change it to standard, and then it would never it would just act like the normal meter unless you reset the unless you and then you reset it and you always started with a full meter. Again, 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 I will give this piece of advice again to everybody using that training mode. Training mode is hella confusing. <laughs> There are eight pages in that training mode. There's a lot of things to find on all the different pages, okay? It is very, very scary. So, my advice, 
again, I said this after the first beta a million times, and I'm gonna say it again. Please do this, do this, do this, do this. You can hit LB and RB at the same time and it always takes you to the basic settings page where you can find your command list and exit training mode and stuff like that. Instead of searching for the page you're looking for, memorize how many pages away from basic settings the page you're looking for is. Every time I wanted to set the computer to jump, crouch, block, or whatever, it was LB, RB, RB, RB. Two pages to the right. Third page. Third page was always that setting thing. If I wanted to change the characters in the environment setting, LB plus RB, RB1. Just press it one time, so bap, bap, and I'd be there. If I wanted to go to reversal settings, hit both buttons, four buttons either direction, because it was the middle page. So I'd hit RB and LB, and then I'd hit RB, 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 and then boom. I'm at the reversal page. If I want recordings, it was three. If I wanted the parameter, it was three to the right. If I wanted parameter settings, it was three to the left. So if you memorize it that way, it's oh, <laughs> armies. <laughs> so if you ever want to go to the reversal settings, it's both hit both button. <laughs> we have the meats. We have the meats. We have the meats. We have the meats. And then that's how you get to that page. Please sponsor me, Arby's. <laughs> Please, I ate Arby's yesterday. I ate Arby's yesterday, okay? I have high cholesterol. I'm trying to avoid cheese. And I ate your mozzarella sticks yesterday, okay? I ate fried cheese. <laughs> Please sponsor me, Arby's. Please. Like, I legit love everything at Arby's, okay? Seriously. I just, just sponsor me. I want to be Arby's James Chen, dude. I've never had an Arby's cookie before. Yo, okay. <laughs> All right, Funko. I'm holding you to that, okay? <laughs> Next week when I go back to Arby's, where I'm trying a cookie, dude. Oh, man, dude, French dip. Get their French dip sub and put some horsey sauce in there. Oh. Also, another thing, if you ever get their curly fries, get their curly fries. Get their curly fries. Order a side cup of cheddar. Dip the curly fries into the side cup of cheddar. Oh, God. Oh. So perfect, dude. <laughs> any case, any case. Um, yeah, so navigating the training mode menu. Memorize how many pages away from it. It's so much easier that way. Because if you're on parameter settings and you want to remember and you want to change the character to block, block all, you're just going to be like, where is the dumb page? Where is it? I don't even think about it anymore. Both buttons, we have the meats, we have the meats. And there it is. I'm right there at the settings every single time. Very, very, very easy. So please uh, just just take my advice. Learn that. <laughs> Learn that, okay? Uh, speaking of training mode, excellent. However, there is some things that I need to ask them to fix on training mode. Uh, you can set them to a block count. The block count resets too quickly. So with Kim, I was trying to do strong, fierce, run, stop in the button and hit them. And I set them the block count of two. So then they would get hit by the third thing. But the run stop was actually long enough to pass the window of resetting the count. So they need to extend it a little bit more or give you an option to be able to set that as a timer in there. Uh, also, the button config, please fix your button config. Uh, they made it so that if you, if jab is set to a button and you're on jab and you hit that button, you have to hold that button 
in order to erase that button? No. If it's set to jab and you hit jab, move it to the next line. God damn it. Move it to the next line. Because if all six buttons are off and you start pressing all six buttons to go through them all to set the buttons in the fast fashion, but medium kick happens to be set correctly, you'll go jab strong, fierce, short, forward, and it'll stay on forward and then you'll hit roundhouse. Like, no, no, no. What limited rematches in casual matchmaking? What limited rematches? In casual matchmaking? Are you talking about... Uh, when you own... Not on the cabinets, not in the battle hub, when you turn on casual as opposed to ranked, right? Because it was ranked and casual, and casual has a limited number, huh? I actually didn't notice that. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's definitely something to bring up as well. It should just be deathmatch, like like Tekken, just if you find someone that you like playing, you should play forever. I suppose they want you to send you to Battle Hub to do that if you want to play forever. Uh, honestly, maybe that's their intention to make sure Battle Hub is kind of populated. So, mm. Are you talking about the button config, Hobotech? Or are you talking about modern versus classic? Hobotech in the chat says, why are the control settings per character? I want the same control scheme for everyone. With modern and classic, there is a button that you can press. For me, it was the Y button. You press the Y button and it sets it for everybody. I don't know if it actually does it on the uh, Battle Hub. But again, the button to set it to all characters is tiny, like 10 font text on the bottom of the screen. So there is no reason why anyone can blame you for completely missing that Hobotech. But it is there. You set the character and then on the character select screen, you hit triangle and it's like set to everybody. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, oh, but I like going into training mode and letting matchmaking find me opponent. Uh, that will probably happen on release. I'm guessing that on this version, they didn't want to let you do that because they wanted people to uh, not be in... Like, there's no access to training mode, right? The only way you could do training mode was sitting down at a cabinet. There was no training mode in the game. I bet you when the game comes out in training mode, you can search for ranked matches. I'm, I'm sure that that's what's going to happen. So the only reason why we couldn't do it in the beta is because we just didn't have access to a training mode except for the cabinet. And the cabinet technically wasn't training mode. It was you are chilling there waiting for someone to challenge you and they're giving you a training mode to mess with. Right. But there's probably going to be an actual hardcore training mode in the fighting hub. Uh, fighting, it was the World Hub? No. World Tour. Shoot, why can't I remember any of the names? There's the three modes. I can't remember what they're called. Anyways. <laughs> fighting Grounds. Thank you, Ziljo. <laughs> senile, senile. Um, fighting Grounds. There's probably just going to be a hardcore training mode in there. Uh, and such. So, did I set the low input latency option and did I feel the difference? If you guys are wondering, I'm mouthing the words low latency 
because I didn't know that existed. <laughs> what? Was it on or off by default? Is that why I could never drive impact someone? Because <laughs> I would always try to drive impact and I would hit the buttons and I'd still get hit. And I always felt like I hit it before. It is off by default. Okay, okay. If it's off by default, then I was playing with it off. Okay, okay, okay. Nope, 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 nope. All right. Whew, whew. Okay, okay. Everything's back to normal. My reactions just suck. Whew. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Just wanted to make sure. That's all. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, back to the characters a little bit. Uh, leaving training mode and, and all the modes and stuff like that again. Uh, back to the characters. God, Kim is so fucking fun. Can I just say that? Can I say that? Holy crap. Like, I found so many cool things with her. And then I go to Twitter and, like, everybody has all this crazy tech with this character. Holy crap, she's a lot of fun. And, yeah, I totally get why everyone hates fighting against her. But, seriously, if you zone her out with your normals, it's hard. It's hard. She's like a grappler. She, I mean, she like might almost kind of be like my Cami surrogate from Super Turbo. She's the fast grappler. It's easy to keep her out. Her footsies aren't, well, Cami's footsies were good. But Kim is kind of the same concept. You keep her out. It's hard for her to get in. But once she does, you know, pray. <laughs> and I like that. I like that about that character. She was so much fun. She's really the only character that I messed with, to be honest with you. But I got to say, I had a blast with that character, dude. And like I kept saying about Lucia, give her freaking one button that cancels into EX Run that's plus on block. And for Kimberly, that standing heavy punch. Standing heavy punch, EX run stop, plus two, baby. <laughs> Let's go. I never could land that because I could never hit anyone with standing fierce. But they gave it to her. And once I play her more, I'll actually be able to use it more often. But it's just nice, dude. And yeah, again, that drive meter system, the fact that the EXs are available to you at the start makes it so that the fact that there's no invul DPs not feel that bad. Because I have access to the EX at the start, and if I use it, I use up a third of my bar. I burned myself out using EX moves more than anything else. Like, you feel like you could just use EX moves all day, and I haven't developed the, um, the, 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 uh, the, the, the subconscious mindset of making sure I don't burn myself out because I know I was just like burn out burn out burn out because if I wasn't in burnout I was like I've got EX and like oh god like I can't wait till I actually get better at meter management dude <laughs> I can't wait till I get better at meter management but like because I mean that's the other thing too like Kim has like 19 different routes that she can go in her combos based on how much meter you want to spend and everything was like, do you want damage? Do you want corner carry? Do you want Oki? Like every combo that she had with different enders, there was a way to like make sure you had all the options. And it was just like, God, it's so cool. It's so cool. Dude, she was so fun. Dude, she was amazing. And it's crazy too, because like I felt like I was only okay with Kim. 
Like, I felt like I was doing all right. And like, ah, oh, yeah, may, she might be a little bit on the weaker side. But everybody who was watching my stream kept telling me, dude, your Kimberly was sick. Dude, your Kimberly was so good. And I'm like, was it? Was it? My imposter syndrome is like hurting me. <laughs> but I got to say, man, she was, oh my God, she was so fun. They were so, and they just, I swear to God, I have like 19 options I hadn't considered. Like I saw Sien just casually messing with her in, uh, in training mode and he was doing something that I never thought of. And I was like, what? Wait, why is this a thing? You know, dude, like, God, it's just like every time I see people messing with Kimberly, they're all, every Kimberly that I fought did something different than I did. Like, we were, like, every Kimberly I fought had a completely different strategy and stuff. And it was just, like, it was so cool. <laughs> it was so neat. And, yeah, honestly, like, the first beta I played, I really didn't think she was very good. But as I started fighting more and more tech with her, yo, she's good, dude. She's really good. <laughs> like... I'm so, so that's actually scary, right? So depending on how Kami and Zangief come out, I mean, Kim is definitely going to stay as one of my main characters at this point right now. And um, the interesting thing, though, is that I'm, you guys are going to hold me to this, please. Especially now, because in Street Fighter VI, they've said that every character is going to have their own ranked points. So you can switch characters and not kill your rank. Right. So uh, if that's the case, then I will definitely be trying to main three characters in Kim, Kami and Zangief like those. Unless Kami or Zangief turn out to be just completely not fun for me. Like if Zangief ends up being Vortex Zangief again, I may not use him. If he's like classic Zangief, which he's get in Zangief, then I'll probably play him. We'll see how Zangief goes. We'll see how Kami goes. If Kami is even interesting at all, then I'll use her. Uh, but she hasn't been interesting since Super Street Fighter 4 when she had Tiger Knee Cannon Strike because at least Tiger Knee Cannon Strike was interesting. So, um, I would rather have a Kick Lariat Geef. <laughs> Whoa, dude. <laughs> I would rather have a Kick Lariat Geef. And again, I've I've said it a million times. People troll me now with green hand. They know that I don't like the green hand, so I would still rather take flex over green hand. So, yeah, but Manuel, Manuel, uh, I think everybody struggles against Guile. Like, I don't even want to imagine Zangi versus Guile. Like that fight's gonna suck. Maybe Cammy, but like I said, everybody who's been in this chat so far, like every character that's been played has been like, God, fighting Guile is so hard. Oh my God. Guile is such a problem. Like there was a Jamie player in there complaining about it. I saw Ryu players complaining about Guile. Kimberly players are complaining about Guile. So I think, uh, I think uh, everybody has problems with Guile, to be honest with you. <laughs> so uh, it's not just going to be Kimberly. So Guile may need to be tweaked, but even now as he is, like he's better, but like not even that much better, better. I think he's manageably better than everyone else. He'll probably only need a couple of very small things things to change and he'll be fine so i think it'll be fine uh but yeah kimberly has just got too much goddamn fun to play honestly she's like a roided out lucia dude with no projectile 
Like, it would be nice if she had a projectile, but God, she'd be broken if she did. So, like, but, like, she's very similar. Lucia, bad at neutral, but once she gets in, she murders you. And Kim is just, like, that thing. And I've always played that character, right? I played Guy in Alpha 1 and Alpha 2. I played Maki in CVS 2. I played Lucia in uh, Street Fighter 5. And now playing Kimberly in Street Fighter 6 seems like a no-brainer to me, so... I'm I'm glad I'm glad I found that I liked her as much as I did, because even when I saw her at Eva, I was like, she looks so cool, and everybody's like, yo, I'm a Kimberly main. Like I was like, ah, you know, I wasn't too interested in the initial eight characters that were available. I was like, I don't know who I'm gonna play, and then I started playing Kimberly, and I was like, I think she's not very good. And by the end of the second beta, I was like, yo, Kimberly, let's go. <laughs> And, like, when you steamroll people in the corner, dude, you feel like such a goddamn boss, dude. Oh, this is so great. Yeah, again, mechanics don't necessarily negate other mechanics. Tuhalu says that, remember how people were, this game has parries, fireballs will be useless before the first uh, beta. Yeah, I mean, that's how we all thought. And, you know, it wasn't even the parries necessarily that made fireballs not as strong in the first beta. And now they made them even stronger in the second beta by nerfing a lot of things. I feel like Guile Kim is going to end up being the matchup that Guile players say Kim wins and that Kim players say Guile wins. Well, the one thing that I didn't really realize until the very end, too, was how good... Kim's level two super was as, as an anti-fireball tool. You had to be pretty close. You had to have pretty good reactions. But the whole point being is that once you got that meter, like, can you imagine like teleporting through one of the sonic booms and then they just throw a second one and then you just super right there on the spot? Like you might be able to do some really tricky things, honestly. So, um... So here's the thing about pairing versus sonic booms, though. The reason why it wasn't very effective, Shogundo, uh, in my opinion, is that you don't build any drive meter for it. It's it is a net zero. It is a net zero gain. Whatever meter you spend on activating the parry, that's what you get back from pairing a projectile. So in other words, you couldn't gain drive meter from it. And then the super meter you gained was like pixels. It was like pixels, pixels, pixels. So, uh, and yeah, I mean, honestly, again, you know, Kimberly, the fact that they've kind of painted her as the new Chun-Li, and, and like I said, like kind of what they're doing with DJ, right? They're really respectful to, Kimberly is a really respectful kind of character, and like, that makes me happy. I am sad, though, that both of the black characters are big music people, right? Like, there's that kind of thing, like, you know, Japanese developers maybe going, oh, we'll give them the swagger of a black youth, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Let's not talk about that um but you know like i i am kind of sad that they're both that way but again they're still both nicely done and I, and I really like that so yeah uh two button modern controls shingu hadouken really it's just, just boom shingu hadouken oh dang that sounds really really good yeah i mean i like what they're doing with dj though that they're kind of uh uh, going a little bit harder into the music side of things. You know, the fact that a super pops up those musical notes as he's hitting you, I think is just the sickest thing, dude. It's sickest thing. Yeah, Kim could have been done really badly. Like, it would have 
been so easy for them to act like even subconsciously been insensitive when creating Kim. But honestly, like Kim is just like she's such a cool character. She's they they just did it really really well and like the way that she acts and plays and everything like that. I think it's just really really cool. I mean, if they actually made a rhythm minigame for the Super, it would actually be cool. Yeah, again, uh, Gangsta Oki says, Kim's all right. I mean, that's my opinion as an Asian Chinese man. Uh, I will definitely take all opinions of, you know, actual black people a lot more to heart. Like, if a black person comes and is like, actually, Kim is racist because of this, trust me. I will listen very, very closely. So <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. I definitely like how Kim is portrayed from my point of view. But like I said, I'm an Asian man born in the U.S. So uh, what can I say? <laughs> what can I say? Oh, okay. Tiny Tech says, as a very dark black man, I love the F out of Kim. <laughs> Other people, I'm black. She's cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> yeah, her personality is kind of, you know, is that whole like, oh, I'm going to annoy the teacher until he teaches me kind of thing. But I actually think that uh, uh, I think she's cool. So I usually don't like that Japanese archetype. Like I didn't like, like Yuffie. I didn't like Selfie. Like it actually kind of made me sad that Riku was like that in Final Fantasy X. I'm usually not a fan of that kind of like, you know, giggly, you know, a, you know, anime trope personality. But I think they did Kim well. I, I like, I like they did that. Dude, did you guys even see this? If you just recover from, if you recover from burnout state, your character does a special animation. And it's a different animation if you're standing or crouching, I think. Because if you're holding down with Kim and she recovers from... Burnout state, she does the leg stretches. She does the leg stretch into the leg stretch thing. Dude, it's so, it was so cool. <laughs> it was so cool. Uh, I didn't see the damage. I didn't pay attention to the damage on those videos, actually, Genguro. Or do you, or do you, is that, is that alternate way of spelling Genjuro? But in any case, uh, yeah, like, I just, I think it's, dude, they put so many details in this game, and it's crazy, dude. And I'm really excited about that. Um, dude, the, the amount of details they put in this game, I think I could gush about that forever, dude. Like, all the little touches that they're putting in. Oh, it's so, like, I, we were just watching that trailer earlier, and to find out if you do the, the, the rolling getup, if, w depending on which way you roll, there's a different animation, at least we saw for Dalsum. <laughs> like, he literally had a back roll animation and a forward roll animation, depending on if you side-switched him or not. <laughs> Like, that's so crazy, dude. That's so crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I closed the link for that for that video. Go to YouTube, type in Capcom channel or Capcom TV, and then click on the Capcom channel uh, user. Click on the live tab, and it'll be the latest video that's up there. Go to the one hour and 48 minute mark. And you'll be able to watch the videos. There's three videos back to back. You'll have to skip a little time in between them. But the last one is the Honda versus Blanca one. So, uh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> 
someone trying to figure out Genguro or Genjuro's name here. <laughs> but yeah, uh, dude, like it's not even just the, the fact that the game is like really fun right now. It really is that just from a presentation standpoint, Street Fighter Six is like, like you can tell Nakayama, Matsumoto just love the game. They just love the franchise. They love, you know, they love the franchise. The amount of throwbacks and all this stuff. And I've said this already, and I hope I don't get in trouble with Capcom, okay? I have seen, so when they hired me to do the voice thing, they did say, we know you love Cammy, so we'll show you one thing from her. And they showed me one thing, not gameplay related. And I will just say, oh, God, like the references. Oh, God, the, the, the callbacks. I saw it and I was just like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> so I can't wait till she gets revealed because I want to talk about it so badly. And it's just the smallest, stupidest thing. But I want to talk about it so badly. Oh, God. So, yeah, in any case, uh, they've just done a wonderful one. Dude, right, Sir Robster Roll? Where is my freaking Cammy and Zangief? Like, those are the two characters out of the entire initial roster that I was like, these are the two characters that I want to play. Where are they? <laughs> Where are they? Oh, my God. Come on. Come on. Please reveal them soon. Give them to me soon, please. Oh, man. Yeah, and, and if they, and then on top of everything, if they somehow make Cammy interesting. Oh, like if they double down on the hooligan factor, like, God, I'm going to be so happy, dude. If they make her like Super Turbo where the hooligan can grab crouchers and stuff like that, but just, you know, I just make her Super Turbo style again. I'm tired of hold forward, hit fierce Cammy. Like, I don't want hold forward, hit fierce Cammy that she was in in CBS 2, all of Street Fighter 4 past Super, and all of Street Fighter 5. Please, please make Cammy interesting again. Please, please, please make Cammy interesting again. Oh, God. I used her purely out of loyalty. You gotta know that something's wrong with the Street Fighter V Cammy design if she was top tier the entire life cycle of Street Fighter V and I quit her because I got so bored of playing her. I got so bored of playing Cammy. You know there's a problem when I stop playing a top tier character who is my character loyalist character because I got bored. Oh, man. I loved TK Cannon Strike. It was just such a neat tool to have as a rushdown character. It was a really, really clever tool because it was very easily stopped. Like, if you saw it, you could hit her out of it. But if you were good and you were rushed down enough, people would get scared. And basically, it was always stealing a turn. It would reset back to your turn because you were so plus afterwards. Was it really strong for that reason? Yeah, it was strong. But... You can balance around it. Like, you should have left the TK Cannon Strike and nerfed the other things. It was like when they nerfed Tanya in MK10 uh, when she first came out and five of the top eight at CEO were Tanya. She had all this really interesting aerial stuff and she was too strong on the ground. And then they nerfed all the aerial stuff. 
Like, then she just became everybody else by fighting on the ground. Like, why wouldn't you make Tanya, like, way more interesting by f having her fight in the air? She had this dragon Naginata stance where she was bouncing on her weapon all day, and that was, like, the Tanya that I wanted to learn. And then they nerfed everything about her in the air and left everything on the ground strong. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Come on. <sighs> Man, I was so upset. Uh... I mean, see, that's the thing. Execution stuff that's fun isn't allowed in fighting games anymore. Dude, Kim, play some Kim, dude. Play some Kim. Some of the combos that I was doing were that melt your brain kind of like, wait, okay, wait, I'm supposed to teleport, fierce, cancel the EX run, stop the run, low strong, stand strong, stand fierce. Like, I just, like, it was like, it, I, like the execution was there and it was fun. <laughs> She was really, really fun, man. I'm so excited. So excited for this character. Oh, man. Any case, I think I'm going to call it. I could just sit here and gush about this forever, so I'm going to shut up now. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I am a Johnny player. I am a Johnny player, dude. That's why I like Johnny, because his execution was really, really hard, dude. He was fun. He was fun. Oh, Guile's 72 hit combo is stupid execution heavy. Okay, a lot of micro walks and late cancels and stuff like that. It's a lot harder than it looks when you actually see it, uh, honestly. So it's a lot harder than when you actually see it. It's, 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 it's very difficult. You're not, you're, if someone pulls it off in an actual tournament, like that's ridiculous. And if it's going to happen, it's going to be Chris G who's going to do it because Chris G I think is the only one that has that kind of execution who would use guile and has that kind of execution in a tournament, to be honest with you. So see, that's, that's why I said who uses guile because I can't picture Sako using guile ever. <laughs> like I can't picture Sako using guile. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, I'm excited for the game. I'm really enjoying the systems and how everything is set up right now. I think this game has a lot of potential to be just about, and this is not even, I mean, if the game came out right now with the eight characters in there and nobody else, you know, it might be the best Street Fighter game on release ever. Because Street Fighter does not have a good track record of that, okay? Alpha 1 sucks. Street Fighter 3 sucks. Okay, maybe CVS 1, but CVS 1 is one of those depends on who you are kind of things, right? Street Fighter 5 Season 1 obviously was not very good. Vanilla Street Fighter 4 was pretty good. Right now, Vanilla Street Fighter 4, probably the best on-release Street Fighter there is. But if 6 even came out with just the 8 characters... Like, I think it's the best Street Fighter on release. Honestly. Honestly, I just, I think it's, it would be the, the strongest Street Fighter game on release ever. Because like I said, Street Fighter, interestingly, has a very, very bad track record in terms of uh, release games. So, uh, I'm excited for it. I'm excited. June 2nd can't come fast enough. But uh, fortunately, look, a lot of people mad about June 2nd, obviously. But 
take your time, man. Make the game right. Make the game right. Oh, that's right. I also wanted to talk about the cracked beta controversy. The cracked beta controversy. Oh, my God. No, did Chris T cheated. Grand Wolf cheated because they played the cracked beta going into these beta tournaments and all that stuff like that. Like... Is it really that important? <laughs> They're beta tournaments. They're beta tournaments. Chris T won like maybe a few thousand dollars this weekend. Good for him. A lot of that money came from L.I. Joe's tournament from people who donated their own money into the tournament knowing that people were playing the cracked beta the entire time. They didn't seem to mind. We all got to watch some great turn. I mean, like, being able to see Chris T play against, like, Graham Wolf and all these other guys. And even, like, Knuckle Dew and, and, and Nephew, who got, like, second and third place in that L.I. Joe tournament. Like, they, they didn't play the cracked beta and stuff like that. And so it's just, like, I... What? Is it that serious? Is it that serious? <laughs> I... If I had the cracked beta and I was playing the cracked beta the entire time after beta number one and I entered L.I. Joe's tournament, I would not make top eight. That's not the reason why Graham Wolf and Chris T made top eight. Might be the reason why Chris T won all four tournaments that he entered. But again, is it really that serious? Like how much was he winning out of those? Like I said, I think the L.I. Joe tournament is where he won the most, and that was all Macharino donations. So it's not like they were... There's no seatings. There's no standings that they were taking. L.I. Joe wanted to run a fun stream and see some hype matches and run his first online tournament, and he did. It's just not that serious, man. (laughs) I mean, like... Does it kind of suck that they did that? Like, I mean, like I said, if there was more at stake, yes, obviously I would be talking about it like, no, they shouldn't do it. They shouldn't do it. But there was nothing at stake except for money being donated into a matcherino. So like, I just like, I just, uh, you know, that's the thing, right? Like it's, it's obviously it's the money. The money is the thing. And like, let's ask Knuckle Doo and Nephew who got second and third place on L.I. Joe's tournament, are they mad? Nephew sent Chris T to loser's bracket, right? Are they mad that Chris had that and won the majority of the money from that tournament? Or was it fun for them to play and just practice and have a good time, right? Like, us as viewers, like, we really don't can't be mad about it. We just have to see what the people who are in the tournament actually say. If they're mad about it, okay, let's talk, let's talk. If they're mad about it, let's talk. If you can get me enough people to say that they're mad that Chris T got to enter, that Graham Wolf got to enter, that A-Rival got to enter because they've played the crack beta this whole entire time. When all of them, except when two of the people who didn't play the crack beta got money (laughs) and then Chris T was the third one who got money and everybody else did not. Like, if you can find enough people who were in those tournaments that were really, 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 really mad. All right. Send them my way. We'll have this conversation because from my standpoint, I just don't think it's that serious. Doing Nathan? What are you doing, Nathan? Oh, Nathan's hungry. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. 
I just thought it was funny. I just thought it was fun. I was glad to see some hype matches. Getting to see some of the shit that Chris T was doing was cool. I was glad to see some high-level play, man. Like, I just, I... Again, yes, I would be mad if there was something on the line, if there were stakes. Is this going to be an advantage for them when the game comes out six months from now, right? Uh, Probably, but again, it it wasn't going to take them long. It really honestly wasn't going to take them long to get as good as they are right now, right? I mean, like I said, people were watching me play Kim and they were just like, how do you do all this stuff already? How do you know all this stuff? How are you playing so high level already? This is fighting game experience, man. Fighting game experience. And and this day and age, like back in the day when Japan used to get a six-month head start on us from releases, it was a huge problem. But today, the amount of information that comes out, the ability to play anybody else online all over the place, the amount of tech that comes out on YouTube, like the difference of early access is not nearly as strong as it was in the past. The good players are going to get good. People are giving away all the tech for free these days because they all want to be the person who can name that tech, the mama Mia, right? Like that's just what it comes down to. So anytime anyone finds anything, they're going to throw it out there on YouTube just so they can be the one who found it. And then see someone do it in a tournament and just be like, ah, that was my thing. You know, like, it's just not the same anymore, dude. (laughs) It's just not the same anymore at this point. So, yeah, and that's true, too. Like Eddie Boy says, there's only eight characters. Like, we're doing all this. Oh, my God. And then it comes out and they messed up and DJ's stupidly broken. And then it just doesn't matter anymore, right? Who cares about all this tech? And then they patch it and whatever. But, you know, like... There's so many factors involved at this point in time, and I just, I don't think the crack beta thing, the reason why in that one tweet was like, I really don't care, but I, I just wanted to see, because my theory was that good players are good players. Watching Nephew and Knuckle do play, I could tell they were playing largely based through fundamentals instead of cracked beta labbing, and Nephew even confirmed it afterwards, like, I didn't play the cracked beta at all. And he said, I suspect Knuckledoo didn't. I don't know if Knuckledoo did or not, but Nephew confirmed it. Good players are good players, man. They're good. They're good players are good players. <laughs> like, Chris T and Graham Wolf are good players, okay? Like, don't downplay who they are as players. A lot of their winning was also based off of the fact that they're just smart people and they're really good at fighting games so i wouldn't worry about it too much yet i wouldn't worry about it uh really uh all that much so uh i can ask chris t to confirm what knuckle do or him because he definitely played the cracked beta like i know he did right like i've heard that like that's he played it a bunch uh, I heard Graham Wolf played it a bunch too. So it's just like, whatever. I'm pretty sure I know <laughs> that they're playing the cracked beta. I don't think Christie's hiding it, right? I think he talks about it openly. <laughs> so it's like, whatever <laughs> at this point. It's not like it's some crazy secret or out there or anything like that. So I've only seen the cracked beta once. I was visiting somebody, they had the cracked beta. I looked at it and what you had to do to use it to set up matches was way too complicated for me. So I was just like, you know what? I couldn't give a crap. 
Like, I just, I just couldn't. Get, the only reason why I want to do it is just so I can lab more Kimberly stuff. Like, if I never played another person, I wouldn't care. I just want to do more Kimberly research. Because Kimberly is so cool. Oh, man, dude. But yeah, it's 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 going to be fun. I'm going to have a lot of fun with this game. So anyways, I've been streaming for three hours, which is way longer than I normally do these Tuesday shows. I've been trying to shorten them down, but I failed because I can gush about the Street Fighter VI for so long. And again, it's tough. I am in one of the most difficult positions that I feel like I've ever been. The only thing I can say to you guys is you just please got to believe me. I know it's easy, like, oh, of course you're excited for the game, James. You're in the game. Ah, you shill, you shill. Like, yeah, I, I have no argument against that. But I guarantee you, I am genuinely excited about this game. I haven't been this excited in a long time. I'm so looking forward to Street Fighter VI right now. And uh, as a human who wears my heart on my sleeve, it's very hard for me to fake this kind of enthusiasm, dude, because when I start talking about something I'm excited about, it just comes out. Like, I can't, I can't fake this. Like, it's impossible for me to fake this. So, uh, like I said, go listen to my Street Fighter Cross Tekken commentary from the past. See how well I faked my enthusiasm there with all of my backhanded compliments. I remember there was one clip I was watching. I was like, wow, that actually looked like a decent tech. <laughs> like, it's just like, Jesus Christ, James. You're commentating this game at a Capcom tournament. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Dude, like, seriously, I did not like that game. And you can tell I was not excited about it. Um, but in any case, I can't wait for Street Fighter VI. I'm super excited for it. I'm I'm chomping at the bit. I'm ready to go. Let's do this. And uh, let's hope for an open beta. Oh, that's right. And one other thing, and I got to tweet this out. Capcom, more servers. Africa server, Oceana server. We need more servers. Street Fighter V does not have them. And it looks like Street Fighter VI, according to the beta, also does not have them. A lot of places need more dedicated servers to have better experience, better matchmaking experience, better connection experience. So please, Capcom look into trying to set up some more servers for a lot of these areas out there. It's very important, especially if we want to continue building Street Fighter as a global brand. Please, 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 please look into that. And like I said, I'm going to tweet this out as well. So I'm definitely going to tweet this out, uh, obviously. So there's communities everywhere. Street Fighter is the most global fighting game there is, right? Maybe Mortal Kombat is more, perhaps. But Street Fighter, I mean, it is Street Fighter. Street Fighter is Street Fighter. You don't get any other game. No other game has the the, the reach that Street Fighter does, right? It's like, it's like I said in the foreword that I put in the in the Street Fighter compendium book. Um, not the compendium, but it was one of the, uh, the Street Fighter books that, that, that I wrote the foreword for. Like, Captain Marvel and Shazam had Street Fighter references in them. And those movies came out in 2010 or something like that. <laughs> Like, like they, it's not going to go away, right? Ryu, Zangief, and Chun-Li were all in Wreck-It Ralph, right? Like, you just, you, there's just, you can't deny the reach that Street Fighter has. And so please, global servers. People were playing Street Fighter 2 all around. There's fighting game fans everywhere. So let's get those servers up in Australia. Let's get those servers up in Africa. I can't remember where the last... I think Middle East was the last one that was uh, people were talking to me about. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Middle East. Uh, 
Africa, and Oceania. Let's get those servers up. Let's make Street Fighter as global as possible, please. Everybody deserves to play Street Fighter, right? Even, uh, you know, regardless of how excited I personally am for Street Fighter 6. Again, you're going to find an audience everywhere you go, right? Let's say even if I hate Street Fighter 6 when it comes out. It's going to be a lot of people out there in those areas that love it. They deserve to be able to play it. Let's set up those servers. So, and, uh, yeah, excited. Let's do this. Let's get, oh, God. My last request, Capcom. <laughs> Another beta. My birthday's coming up in a couple of months. You know, you could test the beta out in January and then actually in February for my birthday, give us another beta and then screw it in March. Just just because it's spring break, give us another beta. And then in April, um, Easter deserves a beta. And then May is Mother's Day. Moms deserve to play Street Fighter Six. So a beta in May would work really well as well. So, yeah, we need an open beta. We definitely need an open beta. (laughs) Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in and watching over here. Hope you guys had fun listening to me gush about Street Fighter VI all day. We will see you soon. Uh, For those of you who are watching this on YouTube, again, if you missed my going over the trailer with uh, the the, the, the six characters, six new characters, the first time we've seen them in match footage, uh, check that out. It should be up on YouTube. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in again. uh, Take care of yourselves. Continue to get vaccinated, please. Stay safe out there. And uh, let's just... uh, Let's make the fighting game community a wonderful place. Be kind to each other. Be excellent to each other. And I will see you guys next time. Uh, Don't go anywhere just yet. For those of you here on Twitch, I'm going to raid somebody. So we'll find somebody to raid. But until then, peace out. Take care. Have a good night. And I swear, I promise you the rebranding of the show is coming soon. It's coming soon. I promise. If I can just find the time and not be lazy. Ah. (laughs) Ah.